Welcome to Speak It On. This program is designed for the edification and entertainment of the listeners and not designed to be representative of a church, nonprofit organization, or denomination. Opinions expressed are solely those of the host. Hey, hey, welcome back. And as always, thanks for listening. Let's reinvent church. Now, you may be wondering, what? Reinvent church? What are you talking about? I don't mean reinvent church as in, hey, let's change church away from what it was. I mean, let's go back and let's get real about what we're doing in church. Number one, why do you go to church? Now, some people are like, well, I don't go to church. I don't have to go to church. I watch church on TV. Or, excuse me, not TV. I can watch it on the internet. And you can. But, church is about fellowship. It's more than watching. It's more than seeing a, a Christian music concert. It's more than getting a pep talk. But more and more, what is going on is you see a lot of churches going to a format where in Sunday school, they're having a devotion, all right? And in the service, they're having a pep talk. Okay, you get a pep talk from the pastor. And in the music service, you get a performance from a Christian contemporary Christian person. All right. Now, at this point, you're probably thinking, gee, man, what's the matter with you? You know, or, you know, okay, boomer. Um, but that's not, that's not what's going on. That's not what's going on. Let me, let me, let me clarify. So, Sunday school or Bible study (laughs) should be, guess what, about Bible study. And I don't mean a thematic, hey, let's, let's be warm and fuzzy. Let's get into the Word. Now, in most mainline denominations, they offer books that you that the church can can get on on the Bible, and normally they fall in like two different categories. There is either themes, you know, like Christian love, Christian discipleship, Christian, you know, um, uh, work, things like that, or they cover books of the Bible. All right. Now, the gravitation I usually go into is books of the Bible. Now, why is that? Because that's really Bible study. That's what Bible study is. Finding out about the book and what this book has to say to me. And what it said to them when they wrote it. 
What did Isaiah have to say? By the way, Isaiah and Deuteronomy and the Psalms are the three books Jesus quoted the most. Well, if you call yourself a Christian, don't you want to know what Jesus, you know, what Jesus thought was in, it was important? Now, here's the thing. Was those, those the only books he thought was important? No, 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 no. Um, because, to be honest, in the book of John said, hey, Jesus said a whole ton of stuff that we never wrote down. And it would take uh, the whole planet to cover books to fill everything that Jesus said. But here's the thing. In what we have, the records we have, those books were quoted quite a bit. Well, if Jesus focused on them, hey, I'm a follower of Jesus. I might want to look into them really good. Um, And, by the way, Jesus knew the entire Old Testament. Not just the five books of Moses. So, now, following that, Bible study. What happens when you study the Bible? I mean, dig it. I mean, mine it. You heard of Minecraft? Yeah. Well, okay. How about if you spend as much time in the Bible as we do on Minecraft? Building our world in Minecraft. How about we build our world of the New Testament also? Am I am I dissing on Minecraft? No. That's not what I'm doing. Am I lifting up Bible study? Absolutely. So here's the thing. Yes. But instead, a lot of times when people go to Sunday school, it's basically a devotion. Oh, what's God saying to you today? Well, God's saying this. Okay, that's great. That's 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 fine. What's God saying to you? That's fine. And don't get me wrong, devotions are great. But in Bible study, guess what ought to be happening? Bible study. How about that? Weird thought, huh? And here's another idea. In church, if you really want a pep talk, read a Tony Robbins book or somebody else. Because they're better at it. That's not to say that the preachers that do pep talks aren't don't have worth. I'm I think having a Christian pep talk is good. It can be good. Steady diet of it not good. Why is that? Because that's like eating icing every day. You have to get real food every now and then. And pep talks are not going to listen let me just throw this at you. If you if somebody walks up, if your doctor walks up and says you got terminal cancer, do you want to be really thinking about a pep talk? No, not necessarily. Or that better be the best pep talk on the planet. If 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 you got a situation where your spouse tells you, "Oh, I want a divorce." Do you want to be leaning on a pep talk in order to get past that? The answer is, in my experience, no. (laughs) You need meat and you need the word. You need a pastor that has the guts to give you 
stuff that is going to challenge you. If you don't have challenge, you know, you don't get stronger. That's like going into a gym and looking at the weights and expecting to get stronger. Doesn't happen. You got to put your hands on the weights. You got to lift the weights up. You got to go through some discomfort to get stronger. In church, the pastor has to tell you stuff that God wants you to know about yourself that doesn't feel good. But you have to, but if you don't know what the problem is, you can't fix it, you can't improve it. That's what a pastor is supposed to be doing. And a pep talk doesn't normally include all that stuff. A pep talk is basically 100% fluff. And believe me, fluff is fluff can be great. But again, you don't want to be leaning on fluff when something really really crazy happens to you. There's that. Now, let's talk about the church music thing. And this is just a personal observation, all right? And I'm, I led church music for 20 years. I did both. I did the old school and the new school. I did them both. At least at the new, the new school at that time was, you know, piano and, uh, you know, well, keyboard, excuse me, and, uh, and guitar. Okay, so I've done a, I've done them both. I've done the hymns and I've also done the choruses. Believe me, done tons of that. Now it's even beyond that. Now, according to a friend of mine, you know they don't even do that anymore. You're, you're probably looking at an iPad playing GarageBand. Okay, but here's the deal. In the concern, it really is all about inclusive participation of the people in the church, in the audience. At no point in my humble experience should it be a one-person show. Because if that's what you're doing, basically you're getting a free Christian concert. And to be very honest with you, there are Christian singers out there that are a whole lot better than the guy you got standing in front of you probably. Pay some money and go see them. I mean, really. So if it's all about a one-person show where everybody's going to, you know, where where they they're supposed to make, you know, really, you know, wonderful, warm, fuzzy feelings go up and down your spine, um, go pay somebody. Go buy a ticket to to, you know, to a uh, Christian contemporary group. And uh, knock yourself out. But if you got somebody in front of you who who knows how to set the worship for everyone, and it's not about how many followers they got on Facebook, when was their last record released? Okay, and it's about the whole church. That's somebody to stick with because that's someone who can get you 
with the Spirit in the situation where you can listen to the pastor who's supposed to be giving you the word from God after your Bible study or before your Bible study with your group. So, now, you're probably thinking right now, I thought you said we're going to reinvent church. Well, here's the thing. Reinvent. Reinvent. uh, (laughs) Can be just going back to the way it should be. But think about this. What kind of experience are you getting in church? Some people are are just literally checking out. They're not even going to church. And I think that's kind of an unbiblical thought. Because Paul said, forsake not the assembling of yourselves. Why did he say that? Because when you're with Christian brothers and sisters, you have someone to lean on, you have someone to look at, you have someone to, to get a hug from to tell them stuff. Now, obviously, you don't just dump all your life problems on them the, fec- the, the second you see them, right? But here's the thing. It's called a relationship. And you, you have to have a relationship with somebody, you know, it's, it's so much better when they're there. You got five, you, you, we got six senses. Or, or five senses. Huh. All right. There's a reason for that. We connect with people with more than just one sense. On the Bloomin' computer, you got hearing and sight. That's it. So, when you're looking at the church experience, just ask yourself... And you may say, everything's cool. But you need a church experience that will grow you and make you more mature. Why is that? Because more mature Christians are able to weather the absolute storm of garbage the world is pumping out on a daily basis now. And... They can help other people get through those storms if they're mature. And mature Christians, mature believers, share Jesus more and better. Why is that? Why do I think that? Because those are the people that you can look at and you can say, that person, all kinds of, I happen to know, all kinds of crazy garbage happened to this person. And it would snap most people in half. But they are standing firm. How in the world are they doing that? You know how they're doing that? Because Jesus is right there with them. Why is that? Because they're mature. Now Jesus is with us all. But the more mature you are, the better you're able to listen. The better you're able to listen to the Lord. And... Do what he says. That's important. That's massively important. 
And you don't get that overnight. You can't get that from a book. Unless it's the Bible. But there's a reason God uses people. There's a reason for that. Because His Spirit flows through people. And He teaches us what we need. God uses people. That's where His power is flowing. You want to know where the power of God is? You look at His people. That's where it is. That's where it should be. Now, I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you always to look at your church experience, reinvent your church experience, and keep on. Thank you for keep on speaking it on. Of speak it on. As always, don't be afraid to speak the word in boldness and truth. And may God bless all of your efforts.